Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's get it. We're going right into the fast break. We got a, uh, we got a, a Charlie sub. Charlie is on a load management day today. So we have, we have Josh Wheeler. Hey, Josh. How's it going? Good. <laughs> Charlie's on load management, but you're here to play. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I have a few questions for you fine folks. Uh, number one, what has been more impressive to you this season for the Twins? Their starting pitching or the depth hitting like Farmer, Larnick, et cetera? Ooh. Well, you have to tell us who goes first. Uh, Char- we'll Charlie's, go, uh, Dave, you go Charlie first. likes to decide. Who goes first? Uh, you, Mr. Dave Schwartz. Mr. Dave. Okay, I'll go first. Um, you know what? I- I'm actually really impressed with the pitching. And, and I, you know, we'll talk about this when we talk about twins, I think, uh, whenever we have that slated in eventually. Uh, by the way, they do have a, a pretty nice game this afternoon. Beautiful day for baseball outside. Goodness. I, um, I love the pitching. I, I love the fact that the pitching is going longer than just five innings. Like guys are getting to seven, eight innings. I think a lot of that is because of the pitch clock. So these guys are, are getting deeper into games. So I've really, really been impressed. And starting pitching is what wins. So for me, it's pitching. Yeah, I can't disagree with you, but I will say this. I'm impressed with the number of, of runs we're putting up. I, I, I think the guys are actually the connection with the ball, and maybe it is the pitch clock. Uh, you know, who knows? But whatever it is, I love what, what we're seeing from the Twins on both sides. I think pitching does win it all, though. That, there's no doubt about it. And we had Pablo on last week. He was phenomenal, and I yeah. just loved his attitude. And He's looking pretty good so far, Dave. So uh, I'll go with you on pitching. But the, but the bats have been pretty strong. Perfect, perfect. All right, moving on to number two. We still have a few weeks left until the NFL draft, and the Vikings do have some holes to fill. Uh, but with that said, they do have the third lowest draft capital in the NFL with only five picks. Uh, what position or even what player, maybe even both, do you see them selecting? Pete, you go first. Wow, that, that's a little bit tough. You know what? I, I'm <laughs> one of the guys who's a, who's a little bit boring sometimes when it comes to this because I go after the players that nobody ever thinks about after you draft them. But um, I, I still think the Vikings still need help on the offensive line. I, I will always probably think that. Or defensive line. So I'd, I'd love to see either of those get boosted up just a little bit more because it makes, it makes Cousins better if it's on the offensive line and it gives the linebackers in secondary a lot better chance if we've got at least another big guy up front who can get to the quarterback. Um, I like that. I, I'll never disagree with Pete because he's knows he's forgotten more about football than I know. Uh, <laughs> but I would like to see. Um, I, I really think the defensive secondary needs some help. Uh, it's just <laughs> you know you lose Patrick Peterson, who's a great leader back there. Um, certainly Harrison Smith is is still fantastic. But I think if you have that secondary, it can 
and they're playing well, that will allow the front side of that defense to play better. I, I don't disagree that you got to have the big horses up front too, but for purposes of uh, each of us having a different take, I will take secondary. I like Byron Murphy though that we picked up. I think that was a, that was a good way to yeah. get a little bit younger than we were. Patrick Peterson was great, but he's also in his thirties, and now you get a guy who's about twenty-five. Um, I did like that signing a lot for the Vikings. All right, then we'll move on to question number three. Only a few games remaining for the Wild. It seemed that history is going to repeat itself this year with a goalie quote uh, quote unquote pro- problem. Uh, excuse me, with, you know, obviously we had Talbot Flurry last year. Now we have uh, the Gus Bus and Flurry. Uh, honestly, when it comes down to it, who do you guys seeing uh, starting game one next Monday and or Tuesday whenever the first game of the playoffs starts? Dave, you go first. I love this question. I actually got it uh, at Men's League last week when we were done playing and, and who's going to start in game one. And I first I'll say this. I don't think the goalie situation is, is the same as last year. I think Philip no. Gustafson is, is clearly better. Uh, than than Cam Talbot was, but it is still. But the issue is there, and you're right, Josh. It's it's there. Someone has to decide to start. And when it comes to postseason and and two guys playing the same, I often will default to the guy who's got the experience. And as good as Gustafson has been, Flurry seems to have turned a corner and he started to play well. And and when you add in all the hype of postseason, all the nerves and all that, it's not that I don't think Philip Gustafson could handle it. But Fleury's got the experience. He's a Hall of Famer. He will be in the NHL Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it. So when you have to factor in all that extra stuff that doesn't have hockey, if the two are playing equal, and I think they're both pretty close right now, I yield to experience. I think you go Fleury game one, but I don't have him go game two, regardless of what happens, and I think that's what happened last year. I think you got yourself into a situation where you had to stay with the same guy who, even though the scores weren't the right way, he was playing well. So I would go Flurry game one and Gustafson game two and then figure it out from there. I think that I always would have to lean on you when it comes to hockey, Dave, <laughs> number one. Um, <laughs> but, I, but, but I will disagree a little bit only because uh, what we've seen from Gustafson this year has been absolutely spectacular, and it doesn't seem like any moment's too big for him. They've had some big games along the way where, where we really needed him to step up, and here he is you know, with his goals against. I mean, he's... He's right up there with the very best. I mean, he's number two in the league. So um, I, I like his confidence, and I think his consistency this year. It would be one thing if he just got hot now, but I think yeah. the fact that he's looked like this for the whole year, I kind of like going with him. And then the experience and the, you know, I, I think there's something that's very humble that, that Fleury is, is confident, but he's also got that side of him. I think he would be okay stepping in as the second guy. So, I don't know. That would that would be my way of trying to get after it. Would be to start. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. I, I think he's proven that. I think you're you, you're 100 percent right. 100 percent. Yeah, I think honestly, I agree with the idea that this is definitely way different than we had last year as far as having a one-two punch in net. And I think Gus, like you said, Dave, has been beyond better than what Talbot proved to be uh, heading into yeah. the playoffs. And I think we have a very a 1A, 1B type situation with that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. one last question real quick, and this is kind of – we have a plus and minus to this question. Are you more surprised <laughs> slash uh, disappointed by the Wolves' 151 points scored yesterday <laughs> compared to their 131 points allowed to a bottom-feeding San Antonio Spurs? I would say this. My quick answer would be this. When you've got a, when you score 151 points, that means you're running and gunning, right? I mean, you're going up and down on the court, which gives 
each team more opportunities. So you're going to give up most likely more points as well. So I'm not worried about the 131. I love the 151. I think, I think if the, if the Wolves can find what they had and, and the ability to shoot as well as they did, if they can continue with that, I actually think the Timberwolves could be a really interesting playoff team because they're getting healthier. But we did lose Nas as we, or Nas as we talked about last week, and I think that hurts us just a little bit because you've got to have those backups to, get, to give guys a little bit of a rest. But uh, I like what the Wolves are doing right now, and I like that scoring. I was shocked. <laughs> I literally <laughs> looked at my. I, I looked at the score. They scored one fifty one. San Antonio's. You know they're not the San Antonio of old, but still. I, I mean, well, one hundred fifty one points is unbelievable. And we'll see how they follow it up today. But I'll, I'll say this, Pete. You have been banging the drum since the beginning of the season. When all of it comes together, these guys are going to be a force. It's finally happening. Mm-hmm. Rudy's playing well. Ed's playing well. You got Carl Anthony Towns back. You know, like you're right. This is the what's really interesting about this team in the postseason is regardless of their regular season record, we haven't seen this team yet. We haven't mm-hmm. because they haven't all been together and, and playing well because of injuries and things like that. So I I'm kind of with you. I I think that there's a my my first reaction was where has this been, but my second reaction was well they haven't been together and and we've right. waited and waited we kept saying when's it going to come together when's it going to come together well uh, Saturday April eighth it finally came together and, and just in the right amount of time to try to make a little you know see what you could do in the postseason it's a new season the team's back together and they're playing well so I I think that if I'm another team I look at the Timberwolves and I go okay I don't think their record is indicative of their talent level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And well, even even sitting in the studio yesterday watching that game, it was like you know, it's like when I'm in Vegas or at Mystic and I'm sitting on a slot machine. You hit the you hit the bonus spins and you keep hitting those bonus spins. It just kept going up and up and up and up. And I saw 151 and I'm like, man, this is like hitting a jackpot at a slot machine. This was just something I haven't seen from the Wolves in a long, long time. And sure enough, it was a franchise record. Yeah. That was awesome. And you know what? We've put up points on some of the teams. I was just taking a real quick look to see the closest. But we we put up 140 on the Knicks. We put up, you know, 136 on the Hawks. So we've been a team that when offense is working, it's really working. And I think it's great to see Anthony Edwards because I was a little bit worried about that one, guys, when he mm-hmm. kind of didn't look like he was looking so great health-wise. But he's bounced back pretty daggone good. He looked great. Literally, he looked unbelievable against the Spurs. If I told you this lineup at the beginning of the season with everybody pitching in and, and we said at the end of the season, this is the lineup you were going with, I think we all would have thought a little bit differently uh, about the Wolves. Anthony Edwards, Mike Conley, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Jaden McDaniels. Okay, Edwards had 33 last night. Conley had 20. Towns had 22. Um, Gobert had 11 rebounds and 10 boards, and McDaniels had 16. When you look at that starting five, I mean, that's a legit good starting five. I, I, now, I'm not going to sit there and say they're Western Conference, you know, champions going, you know, going to the the title game good, but that's a pretty dang good lineup to start in the postseason. Yeah, and I, the last thing I'll say is their ability to shoot threes at 55% is a, yeah. really an amazing number. It's an amazing number. So, yeah. uh, you know, it shows that we've got some shooters, and it's not just Anthony Edwards, which is a good thing because he is great, but we've got guys around him. And Conley, who's not, you know, he's he's selfless. He's, he's not a guy who's going to be selfish with the ball. He's going to distribute it. 
Yeah. Well, so in two minutes. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Josh. Uh, I was just going to say I don't. I haven't looked at kind of how the thing, how the chips are going to fall with the Wolves so far. But one thing I wouldn't want to be is another team having to go to Target Center for you know yeah. a playing game and or a playoff game because when, when the back when the when their backs are against the wall, that Target Center is honestly one of the best arenas to play basketball, and that's one of the best home crowds you can ask for uh, when you're when you really need to win a game. Mm-hmm. In true Minnesota fashion, right? What, here's what'll happen, and I'm going to get roasted for this. But oh, I'll say it. They're going to go to the they're going to go to the Western Conference Finals and and lose in Game Seven. Is that is that how this works? I hope They'll not. They'll tease us. They'll tease us. I hope I hope not. But it goes back to our question: When did you realize Minnesota sports was cursed? We've been talking about it all day. Cities one plumbing talk and text line. Give us your uh, answer. I, we're getting some great ones. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I want to share my favorite of the past twenty minutes here. Um, <laughs> with the seventh pick in the nineteen eighty nine NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select Pooh Richardson. <laughs> yes, I yes. remember. I don't know because I had I had season tickets. I remember that, and I literally looked at my dad. We had front row, two seats. The two of us would go together, and I go. Poo-hoo? <laughs> <laughs> you selected a guy named Pooh. Oh, I mean, you're kind of setting yourself up there. How, how, has, than, how has nobody brought up us missing out on Steph Curry yet? Well, constantly. Right. Well, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Well, how about, how about uh, David Stern, God rest his soul's favorite name, uh, N-D-E-B, or as he called him, N-D-E-B-E-B-E, in the, was that 02 or 03? Um yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Let's step aside. We'll wrap. Uh, put an hour on. Put a wrap on the first hour of the show. Keep your calls and texts coming. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll be right back on eight three zero WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 